This is the Horse Radio Network. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams. American Equestrian School, powered by ICL Academy, is the leading hybrid online private school tailored to junior equestrians grades 6 through 12. Get more time to train, travel, and compete. Plus, elite academics with equestrian coursework, high-excelling peers, character and leadership training, college and career guidance, networking and internship assistance, performance coaching and personal branding review, nationwide equestrian meetups, and mentorship from equestrian champions and experts. Go to www.americanequestrian.school. Welcome back, everyone, to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I've been interviewing collegiate coaches and organizations and riders. And today I have a rider who I know uh, pretty well because I coached her. And um, she's in the unique position of riding on both an IHSA team, the Intercollegiate Horse Show Association, and uh, NCEA team, the National Collegiate Equestrian Association, both at the same school. So when I coached at Dartmouth, um, it was all exclusively IHSA, even though we had to follow the NCAA rules because we were a Division I varsity team. But then after I left, the new coach decided that um, she wanted the team to compete in the NCEA. So um, that's where they compete now. So I thought uh, Claire would be a great person to interview and kind of explain to us the differences. So this is Claire Azar. She just grad- newly graduated <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, fall of 22, and she uh, is a government major and a religion minor. She's planning on working in marketing or communications. And at Dartmouth, she was co-captain of the equestrian team. And while the team was still in the IHSA, she was the Zone 1 Region 2 Cashion Cup rider in 2019. But of course, the dreaded 2020 came along and COVID squashed a lot of those competitions. This past spring with the NCEA, she was on the ECAC. If I remember, I'll ask you what that is because I don't even know. All tournament flat and fences team, the NCEA all academic first team, and the at large academic all Ivy team. So, welcome, Claire, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So, let's start um, about where you grew up and how old you were when you started riding and where you started riding and, and talk about obviously, by the time you got to Dartmouth, you entered right into the open division. And um, I actually remember that because I recruited you and um, talk about your competition career. So take us back to the beginning. Yeah. So I started riding when I was about seven years old at a horse camp here in Maryland um, the summer before we moved to Indiana. And then in Indiana, my new best friend that I made 
she rode horses and I was like, Hey, like, I, I think I like that. So I started riding at her barn. Um, and then the rest is kind of history. I was really lucky to find such a good barn and have such a great relationship with my trainers at, um, three ships, which is in Indiana. Um, and I learned how to ride with them and I continued training with them all throughout my junior career. Um, Wow. So you, you rode with them from the time you were like eight. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I feel very lucky that that was my situation. Yeah. Um, and then like my background is I mostly did equitation and hunters. Um, I was very competitive in high school, going to all the horse shows on the weekends and I almost never was home. And when I was, I was at school. Right. Um, so lots of balancing between that. And in high school, I mostly did the large and small junior hunters as well as the big Eck. So living in Indiana, does that mean that you were flying to Florida? Where, where were yeah. you, where were you doing all this com- competition? Um, yeah, there were a couple horse shows around the area, like Kentucky and a lot in Ohio and Illinois and Michigan. Um, but yeah, for the winners, we would go down to Wellington, Florida, um, which was always my favorite because it's kind of like a horse person's paradise down there. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's almost like horse camp for big kids, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in, in Indiana, like as you said, all those states during the mm-hmm. summer, I can imagine yeah. that was Traverse City, Kentucky yeah. Horse Park, mm-hmm. uh, Equestrian, um, World Equestrian Center yeah. in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And so then once the school year hit, you were doing, uh, did you go to public or private school? I went to a private school. And but you were back in Indiana during the week, and then yeah, and then you'd fly to Florida. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, we talked about that on the podcast. How does that work? Um, it was a lot of time management and being really proactive, talking to your teachers. Um, and I, yeah, I went to school during the week in Indiana, even when I went down to Florida. So I would fly down Thursday night miss Friday classes, have to catch up on that stuff over the week, as well as doing all my other homework, just that everyone else had on the weekends. Um, So yeah, it was a lot, but I got to meet um, Lindsay Seawald through doing that. She worked at a tutoring company that went to all the horse shows in Florida. And yeah, she is awesome. So and she, uh, she was uh, on the team. She was co captain. She um, mm-hmm. had a lot of success in the IHSA. So is that how you, we're going to get to Dartmouth in a minute, but is that yeah. how you first heard of Dartmouth? Uh, no. So my dad went to Dartmouth. Um, oh, of course, but Lindsay was one of my, the first connections to the Dartmouth equestrian team. Um, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So winding back a little bit. So you, you're flying down to Florida. Are you flying by yourself or is your mom or somebody going with you? Uh, usually one of my parents went with me, but sometimes it was by myself. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, um, and then you arrive wherever you're showing Wellington or, mm-hmm. and, and where are you staying? You're, you're at a hotel? Um, it kind of depended towards the end of high school. We did start to rent like a condo down there. Got it. 
-hmm. Yeah. Just so it was a little, little more stability, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so then um, fast forward a little bit so that you are a sophomore, maybe junior, you know, wh when did you start your college search and, and where did you look and um, talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, oh gosh. I can't remember when I started, I, but I know. probably pretty early because I didn't yeah. have many free weekends. So when I did all those college tours, I had to start early for when I did have time. Um, but yeah, I think I wanted to go to a great like academic school. Um, and I kind of always thought that Dartmouth was like the quintessential perfect college in my mind growing up. Um, and so when I started to look into what it would be like to ride in college, I realized that Dartmouth was even more of a perfect fit. Um, I really liked the idea of a school where riding was a team sport, because that's something like I didn't really experience um, outside of college. Um, and also, I really liked the idea that it was a varsity program, because um, that's still pretty unique for our sport. Um, and it also helped that Dartmouth was a very competitive team. Um, yes, and absolutely. Yeah, I kind of I knew that I wanted horses to be in my life somehow. And um, just like seeing how everything kind of seemed perfect with Dartmouth. And so, yeah. So did you did you look anywhere else? I did. Um, yeah, I did look at other schools uh, out of like all the schools that I was looking at. I think the fact that Dartmouth had a competitive varsity equestrian team really sold me that it was the right school for me. Um, but I did look at schools where I, I wouldn't be riding because I didn't have a team or anything. But yeah. So you applied and were one mm -hmm. of those lucky <laughs> those lucky 1400 or however many yeah. you get in that yeah. it's extremely tough riders all through the years would say you know how hard is it to get on the team and i explain we do have tryouts but the hard part is getting into dartmouth exactly you know, 20, Twenty-two thousand apply and 1500 get in i've heard that it's even the numbers are even higher since covid yeah each year it gets crazier and crazier yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you got in and you knew right away that that's where you were going? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so then let's talk because we're going to talk to you about both IHSA and NCEA. So let's mm -hmm. start start what you started out in. So you come in, you try out, you make the team. Um, mm -hmm. You entered right into open because of all of your showing experience. And uh, talk a little bit about your experience on the IHSA team. So, and and explain. Maybe this is the first time that um, some of our listeners have even tuned into the podcast, so they want to know what the IHSA is. I'll fill in a little bit there, and then uh, if you. But I think you'll be fine. I think you know uh, a lot. But um, talk a little bit about what the IHSA is, and and how there's different levels and 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 what that meant to you to be on a team just talk about your ihsa experience while you were at dartmouth yeah so as you said i started out in the open for flat and fences which all like is determined by your previous experience and show records um but it's really cool because you have a wide range of experience levels on your team um including people who 
actually like need to not have any experience um, for their position on the team. Um, and yeah, I just remember once I made the team, how great it was. I think everyone on the team was super welcoming and um, the upperclassmen are great. I remember Olivia Champ so vividly looking up to her because she was also an open. And so I really kind of um, like learned everything about the IHSA from those upperclassmen. Um, and yeah, it's kind of a different format where you, there's, there'll be people on your team um, also competing in the same division that you are doing, um, but only one of the rides counts for your team points. Um, which was something interesting to learn about. Um, but it's still very important for like your whole team to do well, um, to like do point blocking. So if, if another Dartmouth rider gets a good placing in the class, that means that another school didn't have that opportunity to get that placing. Um, so it's just, it's a very interesting format and I enjoyed learning it and all my time um, doing that at Dartmouth because I think I was able to do that for at least three falls um, during Dartmouth. And um, how does it work? How many how many teams are at each competition and how many competitions do you do in a year? How many horse shows? Yeah, um, I think in our region there was like seven. Yeah, seven schools. Um, and I think we usually most of our competitions were in the fall um, with about five horse shows um, throughout that season um and then we have regionals and then eventually if you make it through that to go to zones all of that happens in the spring um yeah so how how did you um qualify how would a rider qualify <laughs> excuse me how would a rider qualify for regionals yeah, so throughout those five or so horse shows during the regular season, um, each show, if you place in the class, you get a certain number of points for that placing, um, and those accumulate over your time um, to get to a certain number. Um, and once you reach that, then you qualify for regionals. Um, and one thing for like the open, because that's what I'm most familiar with, is your points start over each year. Um, so you start over at zero and have to work up to get to that cap of points to qualify. Um, whereas the other divisions, you accumulate those points over your time in college riding. Um, so you eventually can place up into different divisions. Right, right. And, and also you were the Cashion Cup rider. So explain what that is. Yeah, so that is given to the open rider who got the most points in the region. Um, and I got that my sophomore fall, um, which was great, but it's kind of sad because COVID happened. And so I didn't get to actually go to regionals and who knows, maybe zones. But um, yeah, that was really something I'm very proud of because that takes a lot of hard work throughout the whole season to get um, those points. Absolutely. And it, and it's quite, it's usually quite a close race. Yeah, it, I think it was. <laughs> and it's, it's a, it can be a nail biter and it tends to go back and forth and back and forth all year. 
And mm-hmm. um, there's usually, yes, there are five shows in the fall. And then there's usually uh, like maybe two more in the, in the spring, mm-hmm. but um, sometimes it comes right down to that last horse show, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I can't completely remember, but I think it, it was very close until yeah. the last show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So even though you didn't get to go compete still, that's quite mm-hmm. a feather in your cap and congratulations on that. That's awesome. And um, talk for a minute before we move on to NCEA, um, talk about the kind of the the um, camaraderie and enthusiasm. You know, when you make the team, it's like you have 25 automatic friends. Oh, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so talk about that coming in as a first year and then also yeah. into your, you know, second and the start of even your third year and, and talk about the, that kind of team dynamic a little bit. Yeah, that was probably what made the team so special to me, especially freshman year, is you're arriving at this new school with all these new experiences happening, but you immediately have this family um, that can help you throughout your whole time at Dartmouth. Um, And it's just nice to have a sense of like familiarity, going to the barn, being with people who like horses and all of that. Um, But yeah, the upperclassmen, really great they kind of are your mentors um, throughout your time at Dartmouth you can go to them with questions about what classes to take to like asking questions about riding because they've been doing it for longer than you have which Um, which professors not to take (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) I remember hearing that on the bus many times yes exactly um but yeah I think that's what makes it so special about the team or about riding in college being a team sport is that you get that sense of family and and you didn't really get that as a riding in the um competitively in high school because you rode individually yeah exactly yeah Mm -hmm. okay so then let's move on to the ncea so Mm -hmm. um the new coach tenley comes in and um, decides to take the team in that direction. So you had a few kind of like test competitions. How, how did it start out? You talk about it. Yeah. Um, so we started last winter term, um, with our first, they called them meets in NCA. So our first meet was at Auburn. Um, so we had number one. Yes, definitely. Um, and throwing you right into the fire. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but we traveled down to Auburn, I think it might've been in January towards the end of January. Um, and we did three meets there. So I think we did it against two other schools and then also against Auburn. Um, and it was a great way to learn how the format works because we were all still learning um, from like the best. Like Auburn was great hosts. Um, their horses were amazing. And it was, it was really a great experience to learn that. Um, and then throughout the rest of winter term and into spring term, we hosted, I think, a couple NCA shows up at Dartmouth. Um, which was another great experience of learning how to actually run those shows. Right. And then um, over spring break, we hosted the ECAC North Championships. What does that stand for? Um, it's our 
the Eastern Conference. It's kind of like, so in the NCAA, there's a bunch of different conferences like SEC, um, I think. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking out. South, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like football. There's like all these different conferences. Um, And the ECAC is kind of the catch all for like the schools that aren't like in those specific Southern conferences. Okay. Um, So I'm, I'm not sure exactly how many schools are in the ECAC, but I think it's around eight. Um, and so they split it up for, so basically for to get to nationals for NCEA, you qualify by doing your conference championships. And so they took um, the top, I don't know, top two from the North ECAC and top two from the South ECAC to go to nationals that spring. Um, so there were three schools that were at our first um, hosting of the ECAC North up okay. at Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. And um, overall, there's there's two main, uh, I don't know what they call them, I guess, discipline. There's single discipline, which means you only mm-hmm. do uh, hunts, uh, jumping seat. Yes. They call it jumping seat, not hunter seat in the mm-hmm. NCEA. And then the um, the du- dual discipline, which in, it are for those teams that have both jumping seat and Western. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Dartmouth obviously competes in the single discipline. Mm-hmm. And um, talk about the the format of the NCEA and how it's different from. So in our region, there were you know seven to ten schools. Talk about the the format and how it works, um, both uh, the head-to-head and then also talk about your um, jumping competition versus your flat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so as you mentioned, it's head-to-head. So how it starts out is there'll be each competition. um, It usually goes jumping first, and there'll be... You're only competing against one other team? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, there'll be, they call it a demo round. So those are kind of to help the judge and also the visiting team to see how the course rides just in general. Um, so that happens, I think once or twice before any of the judging actually happens, then they go into warm up ride, um, all the horses that are competing in the jumping and, the judge also watches that just to see how the horses are turning out that morning. Okay. Um, then um, it's same similar thing as with IHSA. It's a random draw, random order. There's a generator that does it um, for the NCA. And so then the first group of riders get on their horses and um, then it splits up into you having each team or every rider has four minutes to jump four jumps in the ring with their coach. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So like the first group of riders, maybe it'll be two or three kind of depending on how many total rides the school has decided to have at that meet. But um, you'll go in with your teammate, you kind of organize a plan. Like I'm going to jump jumps two, three, four, five or something like that and I'm going first so I'm going to do those jumps then for the rest of the four minutes you get to do your four jumps um 
And so it's nice because you actually have the opportunity to figure out the horse a little bit. Okay. Sorry. I'm a little confused. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So this is, the team has four minutes and you have to decide who does what jumps. Um, no, sorry. Um, so you'll get on the horse that you're competing on. Um, and so the way like it normally works is there'll be four horses going twice in the jumping. And so there'll be two Dartmouth riders on two of the horses at the beginning and two of the visiting teams riders on the other two horses. So you'll go into the ring with your other Dartmouth like teammate rider um, with your coach and you have four minutes to jump four jumps. And so you get to have that warm up, learning the horse, see how they do a lead change type thing. And that's not judged at all. So like the judge has to not be watching that. Okay. Um, Then the other school will get to do the same thing. And then everyone comes out of the ring and then you start your actual, you walk into the ring for your actual judged round. Okay. Then you like switch horses. Um, So like if there was a Dartmouth rider on that horse, now the visiting school rider will get on that horse for their round. Okay. So so let's talk, let's, let's make it a little easier. Let's talk about you, Claire. Okay. And (laughs) you are riding, uh, tell me a Dartmouth horse name. Chica. Chica. (laughs) And, um, the team from, uh, Sweetbriar, Mm -hmm. uh, that's Rachel. And so mm-hmm. Claire goes in and you lay down your round on Chica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then right away, does Rachel get on and do her round on Chica or is there time in between? There's a little bit of time in between. Um, so okay. it'll go, it will go like Dartmouth, Sweetbriar, Dartmouth, Sweetbriar. Those four horses have all done one round. Okay. Then you get off and then the next four riders will get on those four horses and have their four minute warm up, and then go into the ring. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, ex- I understand a little better. <laughs> Sorry. And, and um, so then what about the flat? Do you uh, also get a warm up on the flat? Yeah. Um, which is also very helpful. You get the same four minutes in the ring to warm up. Okay. Um, and just which is different, going. different yeah. from my HSA where it's, you get to watch them warm up, but you don't get to do anything. On yeah. Them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's kind of, you can think about it as there's two, the horse warms up twice, essentially, like one warm up where the judge is watching, just seeing, getting the horse out there, right. getting them stretching and stuff. And then when the rider who's going to be judged on the horse gets four minutes in the ring with okay. it before they're judged. And for the flat, it's not like a typical equitation class where you walk, trot, canter, reverse, walk, trot, canter. What do, do you mm-hmm. know what you are supposed to do ahead of time? Yeah, that's another um, interesting thing is you get to have the flat test and the course like well in advance of the actual competition. So you get to practice that a lot throughout the week leading up to the show, which is very helpful. Um, and the flat patterns are definitely something very different from anything I've done um, right. in the past. A lot, yeah, of dressage, it, a lot of dressage yeah. movements in them, right? Yes. Lots of leg yields, a lot of no stirrup work. Um, yeah. yeah. So 
those are definitely interesting and I think they're really fun because yeah it's learning a lot of technical movements with the horse right right mm-hmm. I forget and had it, you had you done any dressage before Dartmouth no oh that's no, not awesome. at all yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. D- um did you does do, do, uh, uh, when you <laughs> when you're an entered rider for Dartmouth uh-huh. Do you always show both flat and fences or could, could there be no. stronger riders over fences just like mm-hmm. on, in intercollegiate? Yeah, no, you can pick and choose who's doing what you don't have to do. Um, there's not to be the same set of riders for both. Okay. And um, on, on the surface on paper, it seems like it's only the, the highest level riders that are competing in the NCAA. But as we chatted in the beginning, you you told me that there are opportunities for um, kind of developing riders and, and moving riders in, up and into that. So talk about that mm-hmm. for a minute. Yeah. So we've kind of started this thing called exhibition rides, which is um, where um it's the same exact thing. You're going in front of the judge head to head with the other school um, and being judged, given a score and getting a point, um, whether or not if you score higher than your opponent. Um, but those are really nice because it's kind of, it's more flexible. Like we can do it at different heights, depending on the horse's ability. Oh, okay. And, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so we had, I think we hosted four shows this past fall and um everyone on the team had a chance to compete whether that was in one of the countable or in the exhibition oh that's really great Mm -hmm. okay so at at a typical um at a typical horse show ncea competition how many dartmouth riders will get to compete um Probably close to 10. Okay. I would say, because like okay. it depends. Usually, um, yeah, around that. Okay. There's lots of, and then besides that, there's also demo riding and just warming up the horses also. So there's a lot of riding opportunities. Okay. So does that mean that the Dartmouth team is smaller than when I was there? We had about, or or even when, uh, Tenley was still doing IHSA we, where we had about 25 riders. Is the team smaller this year? Yeah, I think we have about 14. Um, I think also a lot of that has to do with just uh, Dartmouth admission rates and they getting harder and harder. So sometimes you'll have a class with not many people who have any interest in riding horses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I n- I never seemed to have that <laughs> that problem at all. You know, there was always uh, usually I'd have to cut cut a few. So that that's interesting how that has changed. Mm-hmm. So, um, what else, Claire? Besides horses and obviously your schoolwork, what what else do you like to do? What do you like to do for fun, or what do you do? What do you do other sports? What do you do? Um, I do not do other sports, um, okay. but yeah, which will be really interesting now that I'm done with college and 
I don't know the next time I'll be on a horse. So I'll have to figure out something else to keep me occupied. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mostly at Dartmouth was involved with um, the team and then my sorority um, and classes. (laughs) Yeah. So Mm -hmm. do you have any horses of your own anymore? Not anymore. I think oh. we sold my last one maybe two years ago. Oh, yeah. that's, that's too sad. bad. You'll, you will find a way just, just yeah. yesterday. I got a text from a, um, one of the team members from the class of 13 who's in Boston. She's in her residency uh-huh. and, um, so she's a doctor now and, and she just contacted me and she said, can you tell me some barns in the Boston area so that I can still ride? So never yeah. fear Claire. <laughs> no, I know they'll always be in my life somehow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are mm-hmm. you hoping to stay around where you live now or are you hoping to um, go? It's, it's all up in the air <laughs> at the moment. I'm applying to jobs right now, but. We'll see. I have no idea where I'll end up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, keep me posted. Okay. Yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thank you, Claire. Thank you so much for uh, spending time with me on this podcast. I think it it really helps to hear instead of just me talking about it or the the head of these organizations to really hear about it from a rider. So thank you so much for your insight. Casanova College is a small co-educational college located in upstate New York, offering a liberal arts and professional studies education with over 35 academic programs. Our 240-acre equine education center is home to the nationally ranked intercollegiate equestrian team and the IACBE accredited equine business management program. Our equestrian team is one of the best in the region with a long history of success at intercollegiate and rated competitions in hunter seat, western horsemanship, reining, and dressage. The team competes in IHSA and IDA-sanctioned events. Our world-class equine facility houses over 70 horses, a large heated indoor arena, multiple grass and sand outdoor riding arenas, and turnout paddocks. For more information, visit www.casanovia.edu slash cas-equine. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata and the music is by Kitcher.